Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you. And treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. The following episode contains disturbing and graphic accounts of survivor experiences. It may not be suitable for younger audiences. Please listen with care. Welcome back to Trapped in Treatment. Last week, we heard some pretty real stories of being released from Provo Canyon School. We did, and it was really powerful to hear your story too, Caroline. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think the most challenging part for me was having such high expectations of what life was going to be like after and then experiencing the complete opposite. I mean, we hear that from all the survivors. that They come out thinking they're going to feel so free, but then the weight of the experience starts to bog down on them through everything that they do. You slowly realize over time something happened to me in that place. And I am permanently different because of it. And that's a really hard thing to cope with. So let's dive into that because this episode is so important because we're gonna explore the long-term effects of this treatment. Let's do it. just be like this reoccurring nightmare every single night where it would start with me getting taken um, in the middle of the night by the escort just waking up sweating and screaming because I was just it was so real and that was going on up until my documentary and now I don't have them anymore which is a miracle when you are sent somewhere with adults that are supposed to take care of you and They are abusing you and manipulating you and treating you like dirt. It's hard to ever really trust other people again. Um, Just knowing that there's people like that out in the world that exist, that are that sadistic. It just affected me in, in so many ways where I feel like I would never be like normal again because of what I had been through. From the moment you escape Provo, you're fighting. Fighting for a normal life fighting to forget, 
it's a hard, long road and recovery is relative. People who go through significant trauma often have effects that linger over months, years, and decades. For survivors, like Paris, who we just heard from, it often looks like complex PTSD, nightmares, broken relationships, and an inability to trust or feel safe in the world. Today, we're looking at the ways in which the experience haunts those who have gone through it and seek to find solutions, even years after. Because remember, it's never too late to start healing. Jonathan Newman is a survivor that attended Provo Canyon School in 1984. We heard from him last episode. Now an adult, the memories of the past continue to affect him. You know, there's certain things you can never unsee. <laughs> you know, as an adult now, I mean, there's things you've seen in your life. You just, it's kind of like that garage door you build in your mind. You can shut the door on it. And, you know, I've got, I've had, I mean, and I say, thank God, because someone gave me the ability to shut that door and it was learned. And some of the stuff I've seen has been behind that door. My 50, I'll be 53 in January. It's been behind that door 30 plus years. Watching the cook take a kid's hand and put it on the stove because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing right. And he said, this is how you get burnt. Let me show you. And he took the kid's hand and just put it basically on a 450 degree cooking iron and held it there for about 20 seconds. My kid was screaming bloody murder. And, you know, I've seen counselors trip kids on stairs. And it's all retaliation. And you, you can't unsee an adult injuring a child, especially when you're a child, because you don't know when you're next. A common long-term experience is one of emotional unavailability. After perfecting the art of shutting down, they find that lack of emotion continues in their relationships and daily interactions. How do you think PCS changed you? I think it made me numb to uh, emotion, it's affected me greatly uh, in relationships and the way I treat peers, the friendship status I have with certain people. Uh, it's, it's changed my whole life. It really has. How, would it, how did it change it? Well, I don't know because I never lived a normal life outside of there once I left. I don't have it to compare to. I see what other people do and their happiness and i think where do they get it how i mean where does it come from because i don't have that anymore mine's gone a common long-term experience is emotional unavailability after perfecting the art of shutting down this lack of emotion has affected his relationship with his children and even potential partners even to this day say stuff to my kids and i'll go back and i'll think about what i said and i'll think oh man that sounded awful I said, where did that even come from? Why did I say it that way? Why would I talk to my own kids? And it wasn't, it was just the manner I did it in. It wasn't really, you know, I'm abusing them verbally. It's just me. They know me that way. If you ask my kids to describe me, uh, there's no personality to me. I'm just, they love me to death. But I, I'm not a social person that way because I, I'm an introvert, if anything. I, I, I push people away from me. As a matter of fact, I've, tell a terrible story. I, I, there's this nurse in the oncology department where I work who loves me to death, wants to date me. Well, I mean, I've been single for 10 years, single father, two kids, raising my children. And she's a great woman. I'm afraid of hurting her. I'm a, I push her away. I push her away. And, you know, I don't know why, but I, I can't have a relationship with anyone because I just can't. I, I can't explain it. 
it's that door and I can't get them in the door. I can't get them out of the door. And all I know is I'm too hurt to open the door. Jonathan didn't necessarily think he would ever talk about his time away. He imagined it would stay locked up behind the garage door, as he put it, for the rest of his life. So when he heard about Paris's documentary, he was shocked. All this thing, looking at my school, I was like, people talk about this? I was like, I cannot believe this. I was flabbergasted at the least. I mean, for two days, I looked at your website. Just in awe. I mean, I'd find myself just entranced. Just, my God, listening to this stuff, thinking I wasn't the only one, you know? And I know I wasn't, but it was something I've never even talked to my parents about. For some... The weight can eventually become too much to carry. Have you actually lost any friends from the program? Yeah. Um, I believe, trying to count, there's been a lot from the year, the seven months I was there, that have uh, either overdosed, committed suicide, or been in like tragic accidents. I think it at least like seven that that might not be enough like I, I feel like there's more but I can say for sure at least seven and the majority were overdoses unfortunately and do you personally think Provo really contributed to that and that these programs in general contribute to that within the survivor community I do think programs play a big part in what happens outside of like after the program, because I mean, there's so, there are so many kids that adults now um, that have overdosed from being in the programs. Um, The numbers are kind of crazy because it's not even just Provo. It's yeah. All of the programs, everybody knows. I want to say, at least several people have overdosed that they were in their program with, no matter how long you were there for. And it's, it's a huge issue. And I think it plays a huge, huge role in it specifically for the girls that I knew that that happened to. I can't say for sure, but I do think it contributed to how they were able to handle life outside. And some of those people went through a lot worse things than I did in the program. So I can only imagine. And what emotions to the, like, to the program does that make you feel? Honestly, just confusion on how they're still open. Just anger. Not, not anger, actually, like frustration, like, and confusion. Just like, how? How are you going to say you're going to help these people? And you just make them worse. Like you take these kids with like an eating disorder and turn them into like a suicidal, depressed, angry, angry person. I just don't get it.
Dr. Vanessa Hughes is a psychologist. She's also a survivor of Cross Creek Manor, a facility three hours south of Provo Canyon School that is now closed. While she works every day with those who have experienced trauma in a variety of ways, she sees a distinct difference in this survivor population. I've been working with traumatized populations for 20 years, and that includes survivors of human trafficking, combat trauma, military sexual trauma, um, um, people seeking asylum. And this survivor population is very unique. I find it to be collectively more reactive, less trusting, higher rates of suicide, um, substance use, overdose, um, lower functioning, more reliance on social systems, more chronic medical conditions, more years in therapy, more fallouts and broken relationships with family, with children. I find that even the even the survivors who function by what society says would be a high level of functioning, the quote-unquote successful ones, struggle. Um, I think struggling with with relationships primarily, and again, personal with with groups with systems. The impact of these programs on this population is absolutely heartbreaking. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. 
The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. The term high-functioning is misleading. There's high-functioning alcoholics, high-functioning drug addicts. Yes, they are functioning, and for those passing a cursory glance, all may seem fine, but it's often right below the surface. A closer look will reveal habits, neuroses, and damage that originated in a singular event but then grows to obscure an entire lifetime. Those suffering often have no idea that their daily reactions, feelings, and behaviors may stem from a previous event. Without therapy and time to process, survivors may believe that this is their true identity, their authentic self. For Katie Mack, relationships were most affected. Years of abusive care made her mind align abuse with love. I didn't know how to handle it. I was like, I was, I had all this unresolved stuff in my head and like, like trauma that I just, I did not know how to, how to cope with. And, and at the in the weird note, like I had relationships with people that were like obviously abusive, but I was so used to abuse that it was just kind of like my barometer, like my gauge of what's right and wrong in a relationship was like so broken. I was just happy that somebody was loving me that I was like, okay, this is it. Their, their love hurts, but that's okay. That's like, I'm used to it. I remember thinking to myself, like, you know, if she's damaged, it's I'm damaged too. So it's, it's okay. But like she was damaged in a different way that was really incredibly abusive. So we stayed together for two years and I finally eventually got away. These are crucial developmental years for these young people. Adolescence is a time when we learn about our identity, where we fit in the world, and most importantly, personal boundaries. We spoke with Dr. Hughes again to discuss what survivors missed out on and how their development has been affected by treatment. So... That period of time, the onset can be, you know, 12 to 14, right? Whenever we hit puberty and the brain continues to grow until, you know, the mid twenties. And if anybody has been or known anybody in that period of time, there's a huge um, shift and a huge change in a 14 year old compared to a 24 year old that we don't really see with like a 34 year old and a 44 year old, right? That's a, that's a huge um, period of time. Um, and the brain grows, the body grows, um, the developmental stages of what is necessary during that period of time. Uh, and this is beyond just kind of like the neurophysiology, but just into actual human development is that, um, intimacy, isolation, right? That identity formation. Who am I? We see that in my, in high school. Right. So kids come and, oh, I'm goth today. Right. <laughs> and then the next week, no, I'm, I'm, um, I don't know, emo. I and mean, I guess those are probably the same. I don't even know <laughs> these days, but whatever it is, we go through all of the different groups, right. To kind of find out who we are. Um, we try on different versions of ourselves. We start to separate from parents. Um, we learn how to flirt. That is a huge skill is learning how to flirt, right? Learning how to negotiate those nonverbals. Um, I think the impact of doing that in this, this false environment 
um, where, especially if there's punishment, this is another thing, especially if there's punishment attached to it, right? So if you're in an environment and human touch is prohibited, and if you touch someone, you bump into somebody, you're going to get a consequence. Now your body is alert to being touched or to touch, right? Instead of that normal natural thing where you need to hug, right? Have that good oxytocin. <laughs> um, the body is, is fearful of that. And that, that continues. Post-program, many survivors have a negative connotation of therapy and never go on to talk about their experiences. I didn't for years. And before the launch of Paris's documentary a year ago, many had no idea there were others with identical experiences. Even those that attended together or at similar times rarely spoke about what happened to them. A natural reaction is wanting to forget about what happened and to bury it down in some deep, dark place inside. I remember thinking at the time, like, I don't want to think about this anymore. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't like, so when people would bring it up, I, I just stop. I wouldn't. So I like, after that relationship, like a lot of stuff really went wrong in my life. Like, um, and it was in hindsight, like a lot of weight, how I was dealing with my trauma and how I wasn't taking care of myself. But like up until the age, like 26, I was just kind of like on a, like, I was like kind of throwing away my life. And things started changing when I was 27, like 27 or so. And I, I did a lot, like I had a series of events that kind of woke me up and realized like I needed to do better and be a better person. And, um, and I still, I still didn't like talk about Provo, uh, that much with anybody, like mo none of my friends in real life, none of my work friends, nobody knew about Provo Canyon school or like Mexico, Casa by the sea in Mexico. Um, it was, but I did have like a couple friends from the program I stayed in contact with. And there's this one guy from Casa, um, his name was Brock. And I, I have no problem sharing his name. And I, I hope you guys share his name too, because he's since passed. Um, I remember we stayed in contact. Like I, he was somebody I remembered in seminars at, at Casa. And I remembered his name. His name was so memorable, Brock Riley. And he, uh, he was he stood out to me because he was this one guy, like we were partnered up in seminars and he was just like, he and I both were looking around like, this is bullshit. Like, like this is absolute bullshit. This is crazy town. And it was the one, like the few times where we got to see somebody from the boy side. And like, it was just a breath of fresh air for somebody else to be like, not drinking the Kool-Aid. So after I got out, I remained in contact with him because I found his name and he was just in a local area on the internet. So we remained friends for the years. And when I started to improve, things got better for me, but like, he's somebody who kind of like, he would still have nightmares about the program. He started drinking, uh, drinking a lot and he'd want to talk about it. And I remember being like, no, dude, just get over it. Like, you know, like you, it's so long ago. It wasn't like, it's how messed up it was. I remember saying something like, it wasn't like they were marching us into ovens. Like it wasn't like the worst thing possible. So why are we still talking about it? Like, I remember being really insensitive and that's like to a lot of regret I have now. And, um, I like, I still have like old chat logs with them where I was less like, why are you still talking about it? Why are you still having nightmares about it? Just push it out of your mind. And because I'd kind of 
become a workaholic to kind of deal with my own trauma at the time. I was just trying to fix his problems by giving him like, hey, how about we study together? How about we do this together? And it, it never worked. He was still like, he his life started falling apart, like, um, you know, in like 2013, 2014, and just went downhill. Um, he got a divorce from his wife. He became homeless and he eventually uh, took his own life. And when I found out he took his own life, like, you know, it just caused me to kind of wake up and realize like, I couldn't talk to him about CASA or about the programs or anything because, um, not because he, like, he should have gotten over it, but because I really, I couldn't talk about it at that time. I realized that I was the one in denial that this was like really messed up and it messed me up and us up. And um, that's kind of like 2017 was kind of where I started re-exploring the side. Like it's, it's, I kind of had two waking ups. Like when I got out at 18, I realized that was wrong, but I like, I just went back in this closet of just being like in denial about it. And then when I was, you know, like 2017 watching like so someone I loved, like lose their life over like the trauma he couldn't resolve. I realized, man, like it's, it's still in me too. Like I just found like, instead of drinking and like doing substances, I, my substance was workaholism and just getting like working my butt off and just burying all those feelings under that. And I never wanted to go back as far as like trying to go back into denial, but like, you know, like I have to be honest, like if I was, if I had handled my crap earlier, maybe I could have been a better friend. I don't know if I could have like changed the course of what happened to him, but like, I could have at least listened better to for him. And, you know, I, that's kind of where I started realizing like how much this has affected me over the years. I can't tell you how common this experience is. This is not one person who is having a hard time. This is nearly every survivor who comes out of these facilities. For myself, I didn't know how to live in the world, and I also didn't know how to live just within my own self. And so in my late teens and early 20s, that actually led to drug addiction. And after seven years of addiction, I finally realized that what I was coping with was trauma from when I had been in the program. But then even once I acknowledged that, it was really difficult to cross that threshold to seek help. And there's a lot of people, as Catherine just explained, who will never make it to that couch. They will never make it to that therapist's office because life becomes too much and it becomes overwhelming. Again, this is just one of those trauma responses that we see in the survivor community and within other communities that have been traumatized. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a concept many are familiar with in the American lexicon, most often used in relation to veterans and past military experience. It's the presence of stress and negative behavior that results from a previous injury. The presence of these long-term effects are extremely debilitating and increase the likelihood for later self-destructive behaviors and even suicide. A new, albeit unconfirmed, term is emerging, one that takes into account the uniqueness of each traumatic experience complex PTSD. So currently complex PTSD is not in the DSM, right? So PTSD is a diagnosis that has particular criteria that need to be met to be able to have the diagnosis. Um, Complex PTSD, um, there's a growing body of literature that really shows that this is kind of separate. Um, So I see this in my work with, with veterans. Right. So um, my men and women that come back from combat will have a certain manifestation, um, a certain set of, of symptoms, and it shows up in a particular way. And my survivors of military sexual assault, that looks different. Um, the experiences are different. Um, we have systems in our body that allow us to negotiate the dangerous things that happen in the world. Um, you know, we have our body will scar, um, to heal itself. We have an immune system. Um, if we slip and fall, you know, our body will, you know, jolt to help us, you know, regain the balance. Um, so our body is able to negotiate a lot of those natural experiences that happen. We are less able to negotiate the experiences that happen at the hands of people. So complex trauma really gets at experiences that happen intentionally at the hands of people or kind of those prolonged chronic um, experiences. And when we're talking about things that need to be described 
in those ways, our body doesn't have a natural system to process that. So our body doesn't have a system that is able to help us negotiate naturally that somebody would sexually assault us while restraining us in an isolation room over and over, or would zip tie us and put us in a horse trough. The human body doesn't have the system to process that. Yeah, I love that we got into complex PTSD. I really do, because once I learned what complex PTSD was, everything made sense. I had been diagnosed bipolar. I had depression, anxiety, all of these things. None of it made sense. I didn't fit into anything, but complex PTSD is exactly what it is. Wow. And was it doctors just not understanding complex PTSD that they were diagnosing you with all these other things first? So like Vanessa mentions, it's not in the DSM. So their DSM is the diagnostic manual that they use to diagnose people. So if it's not in there, they're obviously not going to be diagnosing people with that thing. And there's that means that most therapists coming out of uh, university are not schooled in it. <laughs> they don't know what it is. They don't know how it presents. So this is why you have a lot of survivors who end up being diagnosed with things like borderline personality disorder, um, bipolar disorder, and all of these other kinds of like personality things when really it's complex trauma. And how did defining it allow you to heal? Well, it allowed me to heal because then I realized that what I was experiencing as far as like a roller coaster of emotions, I would go through these like very fast cycling periods of um, like heightened uh, hypervigilance is what they call it, anxiety, and just not being able to relax and even kind of like grandiose uh, sense of self, grandiose ideas. And then I would just like plummet into like a hollow, empty depression. And I wasn't under, I, I was thinking it's bipolar, but then eventually what I learned is that this is my trauma. And so when I could then look at the trauma and deal with it, it lessened all of those other experiences completely. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. And I just want to underscore there that PTSD and complex PTSD is an injury to the brain. It is not a deficiency of any kind. It's not a chemical imbalance. It is not anything that is wrong with that individual. It is from a series of stress and a series of trauma that has created a physical injury. And that's why we've got to approach it completely differently. And we're so lucky to have had the chance to speak to Dr. Hughes, who's dedicated her life to understanding and fighting for survivors. And there's so many others out there fighting for the entire community. As parents ourselves, or if you are a parent listening, know that there's other options out there. Victoria Humanick, one of the survivors we heard from this season, is also a parent. So I asked her thoughts on what she would tell a parent today. What would you tell a parent today who is looking at sending their child to a program? What would you want them to know? There's a lot more options. There's a lot more options. Don't give up because as a parent, I have a teen tween and he's mean to me sometimes. And I switch on that switch and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, or I want to backhand you or like, I can't believe you said that to me. But I think it's really important to be present for your children, to put down your phone and to be there and to 
answer the questions and to get annoyed because you've heard about Roblox for 400 times because you only have that time now. You need to be present for your children because in 10 years, we're what building them now. We're, we're building these children. And when you have a child and bring it into this world, sometimes it's really important to put aside your needs. And I have a lot of friends in life that make the choices when their kids are young or have problems in their marriage. And I always tell them, be selfish for your kids right now and put your stupid needs aside. You not, might not feel pretty today, but guess what? She needs to feel pretty for a few more years and then you can go feel pretty. You can go do whatever you need to do because as long as we're doing that, our lives will are shaping their lives. And if our parents had done that for us, I think some of the things that would have happened to us would have changed things. We'd still be these super cool, awesome people, but we'd probably have a few less face tattoos. Like <laughs> maybe, you know, a few less that. issues. <laughs> we, we need to stitch that on a pillow. That's gonna right. happen. Right. That needs to be a bumper sticker. Like maybe we'd have a few less face tattoos. I feel that. <laughs> what happens now? You know, it just we'd still be these super rad people, but we wouldn't be have the little hangups. We wouldn't have gotten in that marriage in Vegas, or we wouldn't have been like with that guy who was really mean to us and put that through. But what we became afterwards and rebirth is part of that process. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when it comes to the parenting, what I hear you saying is uh, talking about emotional availability and having that capacity for your children, even on the bad days, right? It's like you're going through almost like a marriage with your children for better or for worse. And so I think back in the 80s and 90s, especially, and I know it still lingers um, a little bit, but this ideology of like tough love, right? Because it's so much easier to be like emotionally cold and uh, to put this wall up right? Especially because I always say that when we parent, it brings out all of our insecurities. It brings out all of the things that we haven't healed within ourselves. It tests you to the limit, uh, looking at my seven-year-old. And, and and that's it. And that's a part of parenting, right? And so, yeah, that is just such an incredible point. And thank you for sharing that. Do you have any other thoughts or anything that you would like to share with us today before we close out? I just want to say thank you so much for doing all of this and bringing awareness because like I said earlier, I honest to God believed that Provo Canyon was, and what happened at Provo was something that we deserved. We as being the patients and students or whatever we were, I, I believed it was a part of my past that I, which just happened. I never thought anyone would want to talk about it, even though it was something in my mind on a regular basis. We all live it every day. We think about it or we think about certain people or experiences. Right. And um, I just want others to know that, you know, we're not alone and you're going to be okay. And you can be successful and amazing and still have bad stuff happen to you in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little bit of 
just a coat you got to wear. You can take it off and shake it off. It's still going to be fine. If you're a survivor, life after Provo Canyon School and any treatment program of its kind can be really hard. Really, really hard. Believe me, I, I know this. But if this episode means anything, I hope it lets you know that you are not alone. You are not broken. You are not bad. You are not damaged. You are amazing and deserving of the same kind of love and understanding as any human being on this planet. Well, we just journeyed through some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we really, we really did. It's beyond devastating that these kids are coming out so much more traumatized than when they went in. I say it constantly to my team that I work with, that it's so rare that people go through a trauma and then they actually have the ability to create change on a systemic level to prevent it from happening to other people. I mean, that that is healing. That's not just healing on the individual level, which of course it is, but it's it's healing to the community and to the world and, and where we live. 100%. And it's that collective action, that collective energy, hand in hand, looking at Provo Canyon School and saying, we see you, survivor. We are here and we will save you. Over the past year, we have mobilized thousands. We have protested. We have gone to DC and talked with lawmakers and legislators. We are fighting back. We are the change. And we need you to be a part of this. We need you to break your silence. Will you join us next time on Trapped in Treatment? Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. 
From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.